This is the Freestyle Way. All right. Well, this is it. This is season two of the Freestyle Way podcast officially kicking off right now. And I'm excited about this. Season one was a trial. I was trying to figure it out. I was wondering what it even meant to do a podcast and why I should be pursuing this. And besides the whole audio experience, which I believe is something that is of the essence, if you are a person who is creating content and looking into connecting with people who have something meaningful to say, this is a medium that must be explored. So here I am, season two of the Freestyle Way podcast, excited to share with you. And the way I intend to go about this is very simple. I intend to sit down with friends and people that I look up to that have something to say when it comes to doing it their way. And that's what freestyle is all about. It's Uh, respecting and accepting all styles and realizing that every single one of us can follow a prescription, a progression, a roadmap, but ultimately it's how we connect with that way that makes it special and gets us where uh, we want to go. And hopefully by having these conversations where I hope to go pretty deep with my guests is I will be able to extract certain information that will help you identify where you can start pursuing self-development at the most basic level. And who knows, maybe uh, we can get super technical about it and you can get information that is going to potentially change your life. Now, that is a big statement, but I have uh, already experienced it just by going through the interviews that... I've done so far, which I can't wait to share with you. And uh, with that self-development, arriving at a place where now we start uh, communicating the thing that is true to us. And this uh, can be as simple as verbal communication, and uh, it can also translate into our craft. It's what we do, who we are in this world, and how that is expressed that I want to venture Uh, down the path of figuring out how did people who on paper have done it and then tap into one's philosophy which always translates into one's personal brand or if they've developed and built a company into their company brand and then uh, go a step further which is uh, dabbling with uh, expressing that at a greater scale and usually this greater scale of expression always happens around business so I want to talk about business development as well and I want to figure out how these people built the vehicle that allows them to deliver the message and even if it's not their own vehicle how they were part of building that vehicle and ultimately running it in a way that is constantly challenging them and giving them the feedback that they need to grow and push themselves to higher levels. So that's what the Freestyle Way podcast is all about. And this episode, episode number one of season two, starts with my friend and colleague, Daniel Severin Peterson. 
Daniel is someone I met after he emailed me saying he wanted to work with me and that he really resonated with the stuff that I was teaching on YouTube. And uh, we we met because I told him that I would be relatively close to Denmark, where he lives, uh, teaching a seminar in Austria. And uh, after meeting him at the seminar, he came up to me again and uh, said, you know what, you and I should be doing something together. And this is something I had heard before. Uh, so I was kind of dismissive uh, in the beginning, but I said, you know what, I'll be at the airport tomorrow flying out. If you meet me, uh, I can have a coffee with you and we can chat. And little did I know, there he was waiting for me and uh, we got to talking and he seemed like he was willing to give it all he had to make it happen, to become a coach. And I thought, you know what, Uh, let me think about this. I'll get back to the U.S. and uh, we can keep discussing. And I got back to the U.S. and I told him, you know, if you really want to do this, you can come out to San Francisco where I live and shadow me for a month. I don't think it took more than 24 hours and the dude had bought a ticket. So he showed up in San Francisco, shadowed me, and then eventually started traveling with me. And now, fast forward five years, we work side by side. He is the director of training for Freestyle, which is the company that I started a few years ago dedicated to teaching people how to move in sport and life. And it's been a pleasure getting to know him. He has been a rock, always there, always learning, always pushing, and In this episode, episode one of The Freestyle Way, we talk about his story of how he went from being a barista making coffees to now uh, working with me and coaching recording artist Lucas Graham, who you may know from songs like Seven Years or his latest hit from his new album, Love Someone, which I just learned surpassed the 100 million streams on Spotify. Uh, Pretty insane if you ask me. So yeah, Daniel's someone who's doing it and it's exciting to see him continue to blossom and continue to grow and continue to push himself and living in a state where he is chasing the best version of himself. And that's what this conversation is all about. And he tells some interesting stories that I think are going to be really insightful for you and hopefully inspiring um, and encouraging to make you act on the things that you want to accomplish in this life and to do it in a way that is unique to who you are. So without uh, further ado, here is Daniel Severin Peterson. Enjoy. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. How do you feel? <laughs> I feel excited. Yeah? What are you excited about today? Well, I'm excited because I'm in San Francisco and I've been here for a week now and we've been developing this these awesome things together and now I'm doing a podcast with you, which is I've never done before and that's kind of exciting. <laughs> you, you've done one podcast though. I've done one, yeah. Uh, with uh, the guys in Denmark. Yeah, Sundas Company. Sundas <laughs> Company, yeah. What is it? Oh, yeah. What, what is oh. it? The Sunday Company? Yeah, exactly. So that means that uh, they, they do... Do they release their podcast on Sundays? Yes. And then you're in company of someone who is inspiring and has yeah. something to say. Okay, that's awesome. Uh, I see I see people uh, 
giving you some hearts here, which is <laughs> wonderful. Anyways, let's let's get into this. Let's figure out who is Daniel. Yeah. Why are people requesting Daniel? I have a lot of questions. Actually, I, I wrote down a bunch of things that I, I wanted. You did? Yes. Seriously? Yeah. Things from like uh, your hometown, <laughs> <laughs> your where you were born. I want to talk about uh, how come you speak several languages. Okay. I want to talk about us traveling together. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about you working with Lucas Graham. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk about the most asked question that happens at the seminars that you have been teaching with me mm-hmm. around the world, which is, how did you do it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we're going to get, get into it. Uh, let, let, let's start with um, some very simple uh, questions. Uh, yesterday we did a test, and I was like, "What's your favorite color? What's your favorite meal? And what's your favorite uh, Kama Sutra position?" <laughs> just to, just to break the ice. But we're not going to be inappropriate. We're going to be serious, uh, lighthearted. Yeah. Let's let's start with something simple. Um, where do you live, and what are you currently doing? Uh, Mm-hmm. Right now, with your life, because this is kind of about lifestyle. So let's let's talk about that. What what does your life look like? What what are you up to these days? Well, I am currently living in Aarhus, Aarhus, <laughs> which is um, a little town in in Jutland. That's the bigger part of Denmark. It's three hours from Copenhagen, uh, and I'm working on freestyle. Uh, both performing and teaching the seminars and also directing the online training uh, for freestyle, uh, which means that I'm programming uh, the stuff that people are working, the workouts, uh, and I am uh, also trying to like be uh, a curator of this, this progress and facilitating that through the community, which is currently in a Facebook group. Uh, and then I'm, I'm trying to work on, on curating this feeling I had when I first saw you performing a gymnastics squad video back in, I think it was 2014, uh, where I got this gut feeling of, oh, there's something here I need to, to explore. And then I, I dived into that feeling, and now we're here almost five years later uh, working together. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. So, so to give people some context, uh, Daniel is a coach. He dedicates his time to uh, strength and conditioning. He focuses on quality of movement uh, when it comes to some basic hand balancing, body weight exercises, some lifting, and then application into life and sport. Uh, so really performance oriented from a qualitative uh, perspective, I would say it's mm-hmm. you're really chasing quality. And that's something that you instill in your teachings. Mm-hmm. And we met back in 2014. Was that the year? Yeah, I think that was the year. May 2014 in uh, Vienna in mm-hmm. uh, Austria. Yeah. Yeah, let's, let's talk about that. Let's talk about how we first met. Uh, tell us about that. How did that go down? Well, um I was watching Gymnastics Watt, and it was the videos that uh, gave me confidence enough to uh, to teach and coach a gymnastics class that was uh, that I was the spearhead of in a new gym in a city called uh, Horsnes, <laughs> half an hour from Aarhus. Yeah, so it's very close, and. Um, 
uh, yeah, that's that's the kind of stuff I was working on, and the the confidence and feeling it gave me made me wrote, write this email to you, mm-hmm. uh, and it was like a fan mail. <laughs> I should have pu- I should have pulled that. Email. Oh yeah, yeah, we we did pull it up in Australia. Yeah, 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 it was like. Hi Carl, something along the lines of Hi Carl, uh, I'm 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 your biggest fan. Uh, period. I know you get that a lot, but I'm really serious about this. <laughs> yeah. I think you said I'm your biggest fan like four times in, yeah, the, yeah. in the email, which was very, which was very sweet, and I uh, I thought that was very very nice. But y- you said something in there that that caught my attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what happened after you sent the fan fan <laughs> fan message, the fan email? Well, you replied. And I remember that as being a very vivid day. Like, I was opening his emails, like, oh my God, I didn't even expect he would uh, reply ever. And, uh, and we got talking, and eventually you invited me. So you said, like, hey, come to my seminar in Austria, and uh, we'll, we'll talk about this. And I, I was super, like, focused. Okay, I'm buying this plane ticket, I'm setting up a hotel, and I, I, got, the, I got there the day before the seminar and I was like uh, walking to the gym to make sure I knew where it was and exactly how long it took to get there so it wouldn't be late uh, and I I, uh, I went the next day and, and people were coming in and I was super nervous and you were there and I was like oh my god <laughs> here he is <laughs> here's Carl yeah <laughs> Carl and, and then yeah. what happened and then I, I you came over and said uh, I, I think the fir- first thing you said was something like we haven't met yet, and I am Carl, and you must be Daniel, and yes, I am Daniel, and, <laughs> <laughs> and this is great. Uh, and then I, I participated in your, your freestyle seminar. That's uh, awesome. For six, seven, eight hours, I believe it was that back then. Yeah, it was an eight-hour session. Uh, my first recollection was, holy crap, this guy is huge. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're a big dude. And the other thing that I found uh, that was fascinating is that you had the biggest grin on your face. You, you, <laughs> you were so happy and smiley. And uh, I, I even remember you vividly sitting in, in the group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and you were just all in. Yes. And then we finished that, that seminar. Uh, and then at the end of the seminar, uh, we took a picture together, which mm-hmm. uh, I remember you shared with me mm-hmm. just not too long ago. And uh, what was our conversation like at the end? Well, our conversations were like, uh, we were sitting down and you were like, okay, so tell me what's up. <laughs> what's up with this email, Daniel? What, why, uh, uh, what's this about? And um, I was, of course, super nervous, and I was just like, uh, well, I just have a feeling that we need to work together on this, and we have to push this, and I feel like I can contribute in some way, and uh, I feel like I can help you out, and I feel this message is so powerful. And you were like, okay, uh, maybe we'll meet it later up today if I'm feeling it. Uh, I'll write you. Here's my number. Okay, so I give you, did I give you my, yes. my number? Yes, you did. Damn, okay, that, that was serious, huh? Because mm-hmm. usually, you must have said something pretty inspiring in that moment, because I get a lot of people saying, hey, I want to work with you, I want to help you, mm-hmm. uh, and I can tell that they're not really in, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I'm just kind of like, oh, well, send me an email, 
and they usually don't send me an email. And if they do, it maybe is an email, and then I, I request some sort of call to action after that, and then it kind of dies down. So, yeah. But I gave you my number. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I said, maybe we'll meet up later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For okay, sure. that's interesting. Uh, and then what happened that night? I was at the hotel. I went straight back to the hotel. <laughs> crossing your fingers. Crossing my is fingers. He, is he going to message me? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, the phone was at its loudest, and I remember showering, but I had the phone at the shower so I could is hear Is this a true story? It. Yes. Oh my so I could God. hear it. So <laughs> turning up the volume at its fullest so I wouldn't miss anything. And I was like, the whole afternoon, I was just like at the phone like this. It's like, oh yeah, let's turn on the TV. Let's let's do something. I'm here and Narcissa, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, um, you finally messaged me uh, in the evening. I think it was seven or eight p.m. And you're like, I'm too tired. I'm crushed. Um, but here's here's the deal. Uh, meet me tomorrow. I'm flying out at the airport. Uh, I'm flying out at two, I believe. And I was flying out uh, at four or something. Mm-hmm. And, and I basically, I was like having a party at the hotel. And I was like, yes! <laughs> he got yes! back to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So, so I was like, oh, I'm wrecked. And I remember because I did Paris, Berlin, and I did a big thing in Berlin because I was, yes. I was promoting my book. And then I did Vienna. And I, I was actually destroyed that, that night. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I said, meet me at the airport. And uh, lo and behold, the next day, I step out of the cab at the airport. And there you are. Yeah. <laughs> posted up yeah. on the sidewalk waiting for me. Yeah. Uh, that, was pretty, that was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, we had a coffee. We went through security. Mm-hmm. And what did I tell you? What, what, what happened after that? Well, uh, we had some coffee. We got something a little, a little to eat. And we basically sat there for like an hour, maybe an hour and a half. Um, I couldn't get rid of you. No. You couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't shake you. I was like, uh, uh, get off me. Yeah. Shaking my arms. Just like holding on. Anyway, just so, so we sat there. And, and what did I tell you, you told before me, I got on the plane? Well, you told me about... Um, uh, freestyle and the work you were doing and then you asked me a couple questions as to uh, where I thought I would be placed in this equation basically uh, and little, little did I know back then uh, how it would look like today but I was like uh, throwing things out there yeah I'm gonna be teaching seminars with you and helping helping uh, you curate this message and uh, maybe even doing it on myself one day and and you know, uh, placing my, my ace in the lottery. Um, and you're also talking about, uh, like diving into who I, who I am and like, uh, being very frankly mm-hmm. honest, uh, about, yeah, you know, how, uh, how my intention behind it was, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, I just flew off. Yeah, you, you 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 walked me to the security line or to to the to the boarding, yeah. and I boarded and I and I went I left. Yeah, yeah. There, you mentioned though you mentioned that there was an upcoming opportunity of a freestyle summit in San Francisco. That's that was right. what you mentioned, and then you flew off. Okay, that, so I, so I did mention the summit, and yeah, then yeah. when I when I got to the U.S., I told you, hey, the summit is happening. Um, yeah, I would write you, of course. Yeah, you wrote me, <laughs> yeah. and, and I and I wrote you back. Yes, and then uh, 
you decided to come out to San Francisco. Yeah. For a month. Yeah. I said, well, if you if you can come out to San Francisco for a little bit, you can shadow me yeah. for, for a month. I yeah. think that's what I replied to you. Yeah, that's what you replied. And and 24 hours later, you're like, I bought a ticket, yeah. and, and, and I found a place. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'll be there in yeah. May. Yeah. And you landed in May of 2014 yeah. uh, in San Francisco, and uh, we went straight into the summit, which mm-hmm. was getting coaches on-ramped to be able to teach the freestyle seminar. Yes. And 48 hours later, what happened? Uh, well, I was thrown into the seminar. <laughs> yeah, you, you taught a segment of the seminar. Yeah, I taught the handstand push-up and the muscle-up part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the basic progressions of it, like uh, how to, yeah. So what, what do you think made me uh, throw you into trusting you and throwing you into teaching those uh, two main parts of the, the seminar? Yeah, well... That's a good question. Um, well, I think when when I like I I remember like the, the energy like I was showing there. I would be like, oh, if if he's so serious and he flew so, himself out here, well, he must have something, and that must be showcased if if uh, there's to be any future endeavors, right? So. I believe that's maybe why you you decided to. I'm still very honored. Well, to, I, I, to I this mean, day. I'm I'm excited just to think about it. But you, I think you you had the courage to take the step and invest in buying your plane ticket, uh, finding uh, accommodation for yourself here, which you also mm-hmm. covered. You covered everything mm-hmm. just to experience this. Uh, that was kind of like the least I could do. So I felt like, okay, if he's investing that much, there's some self-worth there that is high enough that if that can shine through just a little bit at the seminars, there's potential to build the technical development around it. That That's mm-hmm. how I felt. So, yeah. And you did it, and uh, you passed and with yeah. flying colors, <laughs> and then you spent a month here with me. Mm-hmm. At the time, I, I wasn't very present, so <laughs> <laughs> you got just small little doses of me. Yeah. Uh, but you got enough that when you left, uh, you weren't done. No. So so then what happened? Uh, we decided you would continue to try uh, participating in the seminars. And how, how did you go about becoming a part of teaching the seminars and becoming part of kind of the seminar staff, if you want to call it that? Well, in the first round, I went home and I basically applied everything to like what I did. So I, I had for first, like tried to get as many coaching hours as possible to like get some sort of experience. Uh, and I remember uh, flying out to every possible seminar. I yeah, could let's to, talk about that. So yeah. you at home, you were coaching part time. Mm-hmm. You were making most of your uh, income and living off of being a barista yeah. and making coffees and working at a restaurant. Yeah, right. And then you you uh, saved up enough money to come out to New York, where you taught a seminar with me and Chris Espinal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and that was that stormy day, crazy. Yeah, and we saw each other for the seminar that morning. Yeah, and then right after the seminar, I flew out. Yeah, you were out. Yeah, so you saw me for a second, but you you flew yourself out for you stayed seventy two hours. I was there twenty four hours, mm-hmm. uh, and you paid for the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So you paid money. You invested money yeah. to be able to teach at my seminar. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. And then after that, the the next one I think happened in Europe. So that was closer to you. Yeah. Yeah. That was in Stockholm, I believe. We had Stockholm, uh, and I believe we had Spain as well. Yeah, so <laughs> we're, we're, we're going to talk about that <laughs> in a second. So in Stockholm, uh, you got a double weekend there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and that double weekend, uh, you did a seminar with me, mm-hmm. and then you did a seminar. We attended uh, Yami's yeah. uh, mobility seminar. Yes. And the seminar you did with me, you, you successfully passed, uh, and you did a really great job. And then we went out for dinner uh, that night. Do you remember? Yeah, I remember. And it was uh, you, Yami, and myself. Yeah, yeah. And it was Yami and myself sitting right in front of you, uh, like telling yeah, t- t- <laughs> telling you uh, what you had to do. Yeah, right. Yeah. That was a that was a weird uh, dinner. But what what did we tell you? Well, we arrived at the conclusion that um, if you want to be better at coaching, you need to coach some more. Mm-hmm. And, well, along the lines of that, you're saying quit your job as a barista mm-hmm. and, and get to the accumulation of repetitions. You need reps. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that was, that was the conversation. Um, yeah. Yeah, and that, that's big. So we basically said, hey... Take that security that you have, which is working as a barista and at the restaurant, and that was making your income. Yeah. Take that away and Mm -hmm. go all in into coaching. Mm -hmm. What gave you the courage to be able to make that choice? Because most people would say that's kind of nutty and Mm -hmm. uh, could be potentially reckless. What gave you the courage to be able to change things? Like that, yeah. Well, I, I, yeah, I'm really, I'm thinking back to the the feeling of it, like in the very beginning, like what what feeling I had in my gut, and and like the courage came from the clarity that it was to have this conversation with you guys. So it was very like it was obvious, like. If you want to keep doing this and you want to continue this journey, well, the next step is you need reps. And so I went home and I was uh, thinking a lot on the way home. And I got home and eventually I was uh, back at work and I was talking to some people in another gym, uh, which may needed a coach. I was like, let's do it. I'm, I'm applying for this. Uh, and I said to myself, well, at least I'll have a start there because it's a big place and I'll have a lot of opportunities there. And then I came to work as a barista back home. And I remember the first day I came in, I was like walking through the door, like there's a kitchen and the restaurant. And then I'm walking through the door to the restaurant and the, the manager of the place is standing there and I'm dressing up and getting ready. And he's like, oh, hey, Daniel, so nice to see you. Uh, I just wanted to tell you that we're super appreciative for your efforts here and you're, you're killing it. And so we'd like to have a meeting with you. Um, and we had a meeting and the meeting was basically, hey, we're opening this new place. Uh, we want you to be the spearhead of it. And uh, we want to hear what you think. And I was like, well, it's not happening. (laughs) Basically, I said, it's not happening, uh, but thank you so much for the opportunity. And then said, well, uh, how many hours do you want? Like uh, this month, they were planning the the shifts. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I would like zero hours. And he would freeze, like, excuse me, (laughs) zero hours. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, 
zero hours. And I was like, in that moment, I just remember like everything just went completely quiet. Like it was like a whole like fuss of things just went away. So I was like, super quiet. And I was just thinking to myself, whoa, I am, I am 100% present right now. And, and I was just like responding, like almost intuitively to his question. I didn't even like, it just went out of me directly. And I was like, zero hours. And he was like, why? Well, because I need to do this. And in order for me to continue this journey, well, I need to quit this job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what were, what were your friends and family saying about this? Because all of a sudden you're, you're following this guy in San Francisco who's not paying you. You're paying to go to these places. <laughs> He's telling you to quit your job yeah, and to go and do this coaching where you're going to teach people how to like swing around a bar or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what, 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 what were your friends and family saying? And oh. what were you telling them? Uh, friends and family was uh, worried, I believe. Like some some friends were like awesome, go do it. But most, and especially my parents, was like, oh, you you need to get paid. You need to be careful. Yeah, don't um, don't jump into this without some sort of safety or something. Mm-hmm. And it was a period of time where I was very frustrated uh, and very um, sort of rebellious against it because I was like, no, fuck that. I was like, I'm doing this and. These people are making me like it was obviously not what's happening, but I was thinking to myself, oh, this, they're making me feel so bad because I, now I'm scared and stuff. And I just needed this encouragement and fuck it, I'm just doing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. The, and for a period of time, I was actually telling uh, my parents that I got paid to go there. No yeah. way, you've yeah. never told me this. So you were <laughs> lying to your parents yeah, yeah, telling yeah. you that I was paying you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For some period of time. Oh my goodness, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, go on. <laughs> All right, so so you're lying to your parents and to your family telling them that no, no, I'm getting paid to do this. Yeah. What compelled you to lie to them? Why why did you feel compelled to lie to your family about this? Well, it just it, it was just a way for me to like hide uh hide this confrontation with them. Uh it's always been a bit hard for me with with them. Uh at some points because there's expectations um and of course there's a lot of support from my parents, but at that time I'm just like it's always been a very like worried, uh, you could say, upbringing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess they were just trying to protect me, and I appreciate that. Uh, um, but at that time, I couldn't like articulate it. I, I was not able to to put this in words, and I was not like ready to it. So I, it was easier for me. Like the only solution was just like, okay, let's hide it, and because I had a feeling that this would blow up and be something and mm-hmm. i just i just knew like had this feeling of it so you were you were protecting your parents and them protecting you mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah what a weird what a weird thing. what a weird behavior huh yeah, yeah. when when we're actually trying to pursue our dreams yeah uh, that is so nutty so crazy yeah for sure well well i'm glad i'm glad you don't have to lie to them anymore yeah, yeah. so <laughs> 
crazy thing is, fast forward five days after Stockholm, you decided, hey, I'm coming down to Spain. I'm going to attend the seminar that you're teaching in Alicante, mm-hmm. which I was teaching in Spanish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and for those who are listening right now, if you hear uh, some sort of like leaf blower behind us, excuse our, our sound. Um, it, w- it will hopefully go away soon. Anyway, so you, you show up mm-hmm. in Spain. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm teaching this seminar in Spanish. Yep. Uh, and we get to the seminar that I'm teaching in Spanish, and three guys or two two guys two show guys. up uh, from Denmark. Yeah. Yeah, and they didn't know that the the seminar was in Spanish. No. So Daniel took lead and took the role on translating the seminar. Yep. And the funny story is that Daniel does not speak Spanish. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How the hell did you translate the whole seminar from Spanish to Danish without speaking a lick of Spanish? <laughs> well, I knew the content. So I was <laughs> I was just like being Okay, so this is the part where we go through this movement and this is what you have to pay attention to and this is what's happening when we do this and and I was like guessing what you were saying and your uh, bullet points of the whole performance. Yeah. And and I hit them pretty good actually, I think. And uh, these guys were like, of course, uh, it was super confusing. But um, I eventually wrote the whole framework down to them, and so they could have it with them. For those who are listening, the framework is a thing we go through at the freestyle seminars. Um, uh, how to look and observe and dissect movement and I wrote this down on this paper and gave it to them but the whole, through the whole seminar I was just like uh, trying to nitpick and guess where you were and, and keeping it in a very low tone so you wouldn't get distracted mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, trying to translate my best to, to Danish Yeah, that's amazing so you didn't just pay your way to the seminar You, I'm going to close the window yeah, yeah, second, yeah, yeah. because this is just nutty right now Timing oh, is perfect. Yeah, uh, timing is so, good. So you, you didn't just you didn't just uh, you didn't just pay your way to Spain. You didn't just work for free. You also translated a seminar from a language you do not speak. Yeah. <laughs> into Danish. Uh, so that's another layer of complexity that was added into the mix. And then after that. Uh, we did several seminars. We did London. We did Spain again. Yeah, uh, and uh, we went through the the rounds. Mm-hmm. And you were even programming for gymnasticsquad.com. Yeah, right. yeah, and you did that for free as well. Yeah, you totally volunteered to do that. You're like, I'm in. Yep. Uh, and all along the way, you you didn't get paid a dime. You invested all the money. Yeah, exactly. Okay, until. 2017, three years later, yeah, uh, when it was time to go to Australia, yeah, and then uh, you got at least covered to get there, all the food, mm-hmm. accommodations, and all the stuff, yeah, yeah. But you did all that work for two weeks for free. Mm-hmm. Why? <laughs> well, it, it it felt good. And it felt like I was doing something that was, like, fulfilling. And 
it was curating a sensation I've never had before, like doing a shit ton of different things. Like, and performing at this seminar made me feel like present, uh, alive, uh, very cliche words, but, uh, and also very like fulfilled and, and not like the usual exhausted, but more like, okay, this feels good. And, I can feel that um, I have done work, but it's not like the same feeling. And this guy, Carl, <laughs> yeah. is is providing some sort of vibe that I would like to pass on to everyone else around me. And if I can do that in, in my voice, it would be like the best ever. That's yeah. amazing. And and it was during that trip. Yeah. In, in Australia and then eventually in New Zealand, we were in Wellington and we taught a, taught a three-hour seminar. You, ta- you taught uh, 50% of that mm-hmm. where there was a breakthrough. Yeah. And it's like the old Daniel died and the new one was born. Can yeah. you tell us about that moment, what, what that was and, and how that came about? Yes. Uh, well, I was, I thought I've always been super nervous for teaching the seminar um of course because it's it's of such a great uh, care of me and also because you've spent the last 15 20 years doing 600 seminars uh so i got to a point where i was like good at relaying the step-by-step thing and i just had this feeling like okay something needs to happen for me to go to the next level uh, and I remember the first seminar we did there, I was like almost trying to like go forward to the next level. I was like at the edge. In Australia. You in mean. Australia, yeah. yeah. So was, at the beginning of our tour, you yeah. were like, oh, I'm about to break past the, the step-by-step yeah. step process yeah. and do something else, but it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And this was towards the end now. Yeah. Tail end, Wellington, New Zealand. Yeah. You're in the moment. Okay, what what happens? Well, I felt like I just had to... I felt like this this ownership almost of the moment and the people around me and I was just like it went from me having a monologue to them to me creating this dialogue and this way of um, I made it about them and not myself and I was able to release myself from the script totally so like I was not thinking about what was the next step the next steps came naturally because I was just making this conversation with them, which brought out all the subjects automatically uh, that we talked about at the seminars. Yeah. And (laughs) and for me, I I remember I was standing on this box, like taking some pictures and videos and watching you. And I remember there was a moment you were teaching the handstand Mm push-up, right? And you went from being this little Daniel, little baby Daniel, (laughs) to all of a sudden just like the Hulk breaking through. Yeah, yeah. And that little baby Daniel just went out the door and you filled the room. And I remember everyone just gravitating towards you. Do you remember that? Yeah, Just everyone just like moved in towards you. Yeah, yeah. And it was like you could feel the energy there. It was so like electrifying. Yeah, it was an incredible moment. <laughs> yeah, it was. And and that was the day after three and a half years, four years of you just consistently investing and traveling and teaching these seminars for free, translating them from one language to another that you don't even speak. Yeah. <laughs> to all of a sudden transcending the material and presenting yourself at the seminars. And everyone at that seminar was like, 
oh my God, Daniel was amazing. Mm-hmm. And we got such great feedback, uh, which is huge. Yeah, it was huge. And I remember we had dinner that <laughs> night and uh, that's when we discussed that the Daniel that left Denmark to come on this tour two weeks later was not going to be the same Daniel going home. Exactly. Do you, do you remember that feeling? Yes, I do. Can you describe that feeling? What, what, what was going through you, what it kind of means to you to transcend into that level of, uh, almost mastery within this craft of coaching and teaching? Uh, it was a sense of, um, calm and, like I could, I was connected to feeling the tips of my fingers as well as the tips of my toes, and then this—it was almost like joy was flowing through through me, and also maybe like, yeah, this is what I was originally setting out to do, and now I've completed this step on this journey, and. It was like a milestone to me, so I just felt like I set a landmark, and I was so satisfied and, yeah, excited at the same time. And you talking to me, confirming this, was just like, oh yeah, this is the best. This is the best moment. Yeah, what a moment. Yeah, what a moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you flew home, and uh, now. Fast forward to 2018, we're here in September, almost a year later after Australia. Yeah. You're officially the director of training for Freestyle. You are now getting paid. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And uh, you are doing a lot of work internally with Freestyle and developing and still developing yourself. And you have your own private uh, coaching yeah. practice at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, and within your private coaching practice, you, you've also now uh, ventured into working in the uh, same physical field, but with uh, an artist like Lucas Graham. Yeah. I think people are curious about how, how does something like that happen? Uh, how, do, how do you start... Uh, working with someone like Lucas Graham, and if, yeah. if you don't know who Lucas Graham is, you've you for sure heard his music. Uh, Seven Years is, is probably his most popular one. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's something an artist doesn't want to maybe hear. Yeah, that's the one that people know. But that's the one that people know. And uh, but there's so much more to him. Yeah. But but bottom line is how, how does that happen? Well, it started by. He posting an Instagram video of Minsalas doing a skin the cat, a gymnastics movement on the rings with a coach by his side. And my uh, girlfriend, Annette, was tagging me and basically saying, hey, uh, can you just take that job, please? Uh, to you? <laughs> to, yeah, uh, she, to was, she was tagging you in his post and yes. saying, can you just take the job? Yeah, yeah. So he, Oh, he was with a coach or he was looking for a coach? He was with a coach. Okay. So he wasn't looking. He was just like performing with his coach. Yeah. Mm. And he responded to like something on the lines of, holy shit, this Daniel looks crazy and <laughs> shit he's doing is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And I got a call that night from Annette saying, you better check your Instagram right now <laughs> because something's cooking. <laughs> really? And I was like, what? <laughs> and I looked at my phone and I was like, oh, I see. Uh, Lucas Graham responded and out of thousand comments, he like saw this and uh, replied to me, and we had a conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, fast forward, uh, we he invited me to come to Copenhagen to coach him and his uh, manager, 
uh, and we had I had two days there where we had two sessions, uh, and basically it was a get together, know each other, and see where they were at, and if it was even something that I would like doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, they were very pleased uh, with the with the two days, and I was as well. I thought it was interesting and to dive into this character. Uh, and now I got I get invited to LA, uh, and I had I spent ten days days there uh, coaching him and also his manager and whoever wanted to join. And this is as he's like recording his new record and yeah. all these things. So you were flown out to LA to work with him. Yes. And then you flew back uh, to Denmark, and you've also been on tour with him now. Yeah, I've been touring in Norway with him a short three three days. Uh, and I've been touring within Denmark with him uh, to something called Green Concert. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've been with him for eight consecutive days uh, where we like, I follow him through the day. We do a little prepping, making him ready for stage and basically make sure he feels good. Um, yeah. And after the, the tour, we have had a couple weeks in Copenhagen together where we were just like keeping his uh, spirit and movement abilities up to speed and whatever he likes to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. And so you were even living on the tour bus, sleeping on the yeah. tour bus, doing the whole thing. So you yes. were full on on the road. Yeah. Uh, what was your biggest takeaway from touring? Uh, in terms of myself, or? yeah, for you, like, yeah. what was the experience like? Because a lot, of, a lot of people uh, look into something like this, and they look from the outside looking in, and they think, "Oh my goodness, it must be so crazy and glamorous and awesome." Yeah. yeah. But what was your biggest takeaway? So maybe you had a different ex- experience because I know it was a very beautiful experience. It was a very beautiful experience. Uh, I mean, it's intense being on the road. Um, there's so many things happening, and. You're not just a coach being on for an hour or two. You're you're more than that when you're connected to him. Like um, you become slowly part of the team, and you get to know all people, and you're following him around uh, through the day. So it's not like you have one thing you do. You like interact with his lifestyle, mm-hmm. uh, and I I think that was very powerful to see. Like. Uh, how hard it actually is for for a guy like him um, and what it means for him to to move during the day and what that even uh, is like physically Uh, and also seeing all the layers of uh, navigating through um, how you act and what you have to do in life like from dealing with your managers from uh, knowing when you want to eat before you have to go on stage from uh, making decisions in terms of videos or content that are being produced, or even just like if you're there's no off day, like you, you you're on, <laughs> you're on the whole fucking time. Yeah, and it's not yeah. just oh here's Daniel, he's gonna coach me now for an hour. Done. No. You, you're you're literally working twenty four seven. Yeah, yeah, and you you were sick on the bus. Yeah, I was. I, food poisoning, I believe it was. So you guys were traveling overnight from one place to another in a bus with 17 guys. Mm-hmm. And several of you guys were sick with food poisoning. Yeah. Sitting on the john. Yeah. <laughs> just, just doing your thing. Yeah. Uh, and then the next day you have to be on. How, how do you get through that? Well, I... Um, it was... The food poisoning was just like I got to a point where I... <laughs> I, I drank a lot of water and I just got up and I was with him and 
I, I tried to hold focus through, uh, you know, just don't letting me, um, don't letting myself be like limited by it. And, and I just basically made it the focus onto grabbing a lot of opportunities. So, for example, we went to a restaurant in a beautiful Norway with a beautiful view, and we went swimming, and we went a little hiking, and we met some some cheerleaders and interacted with them, and just kept the vibe very um, positive. And, and when you're saying met with some cheerleaders, for those that don't know, out of context, it can, yeah, sound, yeah. <laughs> it can sound a little crazy. <laughs> Basically, these were young cheerleaders that were performing on the street yeah. and doing a lot of um, acrobatics. Yeah, acrobatic stuff, stuff and Lucas got to participate in some of the yeah. acrobatic adventures. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> just, to, just to clarify, <laughs> they weren't out like, oh yeah, we met some cheerleaders. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, okay. not like that. Okay, okay, not okay, like cool. that. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's important to clarify. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah, so it's intense. It's intense. And, and you, you've been able to transcend your job as a coach teaching someone how to move better, how to train better, eat better, uh, to manage a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Like, what you're doing is lifestyle design uh, around uh, trying to provide Lucas Graham, for example, in this instance, with the tools that he needs to be able to perform at the highest level when he goes yeah. out on stage. Exactly. So awesome. Yeah. And what is it uh, that you feel is uh, a powerful trait that you've seen in Lucas Graham that you admire? I know you posted about this before, but that you've really been like, oh, this is a character trait that I want to nurture in myself. Yeah. Uh, he has the ability to navigate very purely between all the layers of um, artistry, basically. So it's not only his performance on stage that are the bomb. He also like deals with other things very purely. So he has an essence, I would call it, uh, that transcends through all these layers. So it's not like he is, uh, like the way he is on stage and the things he, he says on stage is, is something that he really cares about. And it's also like in the off stage setting that you really get to know how he, uh, reacts and what he cares about. Mm -hmm. And, he has, of course, his family layer. He has his Lucas towards the press layer. He has his. He is like a big character, like in Denmark. So he has mm-hmm. this outward thing. Yeah, he, he's a, he's a big uh, public figure. Yeah, yeah. So he has to like navigate all these layers, and I think he does that really well. Uh, and I think that is that is an uh, a trait that is very valuable, uh, especially to stay so true to what you care about through all these, you know, living the good life thing and, uh, shit that happens to like, and I, I can't like start to describe how many things and opportunities are popping up constantly. And yeah. Yeah. So you're, 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 you're taking that and, and maybe applying it to how you're doing things because now you're here in San Francisco, you're going back to Denmark, but you're not just going home. You're eventually going to be back in Copenhagen working with him. Mm -hmm. And then, so you're back and forth all the time. So in a way you're doing something similar, just in a different uh, area and expertise. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it sounds like you're, you're picking up that ability to see across 
all aspects of your life. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, which which uh, in being here, I've kind of been able to see you've adapted. You've been here w- for a week, mm-hmm. living with us under our roof, and you've adapted to living our lifestyle. Yeah, and you're mentioning this morning as we were out walking that you you felt pretty good about that. What is it that has felt good about uh, living here, for example, for a week? It's just, um, it's very honest and calm, I would say. Mm-hmm. And the, the, you would maybe expect like, oh, if you stay with Carl, it's just like fast, fast, fast. Uh, it's going crazy. It's like the entrepreneur going wild. But I, I believe it's honest in the way that it's not portrayed that way. It's, it's like, what are the needs and how do I articulate that during my day and uh, how does a day look like when you satisfy your needs of your best ability? Uh, and I think that is why I arrive at the words calm and, and very honest because, um, yeah, you know, there's you get up and you have your rhythm and you work uh, hard, but it's work that are, is directed towards uh, a very strong intention and purpose, I would say. And it's not like... It's whenever you're like, oh, we're working on something, and you're like, hmm, I need to grab a bike right now. Yeah. Or uh, now we need to take the dog out. Or we're walking the dog, and it's casual, and it's nothing crazy, and oh, we're having dinner together. And here we are. Uh, now we're in family mode, family time, and uh, sharing this meal together. Uh, and it's just a very fluent uh, transition between all these things. Okay, now we're, we have to be serious. Now we're focusing. Uh, one day we filmed and we were on, on it for like three and a half hours. And suddenly we're home and realizing, oh, three and a half hours passed by. And we're still feeling pretty good. And, oh, now it's time to take the dog out. Oh, now it's movie time. Hey, we go to the movies. And mm-hmm. So it's the transition between. I think it's very it's very nice to, to witness and... You know, there's a very friendly and warm, open uh, home that you can, like, uh, expand yourself in. Yeah, I think that is powerful. That's awesome. That's awesome. So uh, I, I, I take that as a compliment because I, that's how I want to live my life. And I guess it, it also uh, is a testament to your integrity of how well you were able to adapt into that. <laughs> uh, because you literally arrived and you were thrown into okay here we go we're yeah. filming content doing the work having meetings yeah. you're you you literally lived my life for a week mm-hmm. and you're still able to continue doing what you had to do uh you've been uh shadowing basically what i've been doing yeah. and you've been living in um unfamiliar territory and it seems like you've been thriving for sure are you t- do you feel tired not not really. I was like surprised that I didn't feel more tired from the jet lag, amongst other things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that's interesting because a lot of people, when they get into new situations and new environments and are exposed to uh, new ways of living, they get easily stressed out mm-hmm. and uh, it can lead to fatigue and confusion. But it seems like you manage that well. Mm-hmm. Where do you think that comes from? Um, how, how have you developed that over the years? Mm. I think the main thing is practicing um practicing honesty and like 
being very aware of how what you like feel and like mm-hmm. this the basic signals that are sent to you via this physical being. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so so I think I've picked it up in terms of yeah, it, it it doesn't fucking matter. You you are you, and that's something that needs to be explored, and you can only learn from that. Uh, I think that is why I I had that ability. Yeah. So you're saying that by simply saying, okay, right now I feel tired. If I just say, hey, I'm feeling tired and expressing what is true in this moment, you'll probably get your needs met the way they have to get met. Or you can choose to proceed in the next steps doing whatever it is that you need to do to satisfy yourself or not uh, feel like you're tired. Yeah, exactly. Is that what it is? Yeah, Yeah. Okay, so I feel like that's something that I want to encourage people who are listening or watching to do is to exercise honesty and be radically uh, honest when when they exercise here and and to just say I'm feeling tired or I'm feeling upset or yeah. uncomfortable or whatever mm-hmm. it may be yeah. and let the environment dictate what the next step is. Yeah, yeah. I think that's very powerful. Um, just to wrap things up, would you say that you have a philosophy around training, moving, or working, or just living right now, or are you developing that? I think I'm still developing it, um, but I have a pretty clear picture right now, like um, as to where I'm going. And yeah, where are you going? I'm going ahead, dude, to San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where are you going? Tell us. Well, I'm going towards uh, building this freestyle um, freestyle brand and curating my own voice in it, and so we can. Uh, potentially collaborate over bigger projects in the future, future. and uh, essentially um, bringing the honesty that uh, we just talked about into like what that looks like in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, so huge focus right now on on developing the online platform and. Uh, doing workshops for example and Mm -hmm. uh, letting that fill up some space and for example like we talked about sharing like a guy like Lucas what what it means to move for him for example Mm -hmm. Uh, that's going to be the big uh, bullet points I think from for where I'm going (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, uh, that's awesome. So, uh, like, like I shared the other day, on my, I went for a run and I was listening to a podcast, Framgångspodden, <laughs> uh, a Swedish podcast. Uh, and uh, I, I believe the guy that was on uh, was Klaus Hallberg. Oh, it's very good. It's very good. Anyways, I think that was his name. And he said that he spoke to two advisors, to Joy and Roy. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So joy being uh, the advisor that uh, you ask and, and says, does this bring you joy and comfort and happiness? And Roy being ROI, return of investment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so joy and Roy, your advisors. Uh, if we were to go back to where we started, the day that you sent the email, if you could speak to joy and Roy right now, yeah. uh, what would joy and Roy tell you? Well, Joy would say, go for it. And Roy would be like, maybe you should consider the return of investment in terms of you're not getting paid for this. Mm -hmm. And now, uh, if you were to talk to them after having gone through this whole thing, what would uh, you think Joy and Roy uh, would tell you? Well, Joy would be, keep going. (laughs) And Roy would be something on the lines of, ah, I see where where this was heading. And... uh, 
this is supported. Okay, yeah. so it's kind of like it's paying off mm-hmm, for that's sure. A, that's awesome. Um, where can people find you and follow you and and uh, get a hold of you and connect with you? Well, Instagram, uh, Daniel Severin Peterson mm-hmm. is the is the name. Uh, same on Facebook. I have a page there. Uh, I live on freestyle pages soon. Yes, yeah. you do. Uh, they can find me on uh, the face of the online training program, which is on freestyleconnection.com. Which they can subscribe to. Yes. And join, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. Oh, Twitter. I think I have a Twitter account too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I rarely yes. use it. Okay. Are you on LinkedIn too? <laughs> Uh, yes, I probably am. Okay, yeah, LinkedIn well, too. Yeah. So Daniel Severin Peterson on every social media outlet. That, yeah, that's Snapchat also, I think. Yeah. Well, that's it, my friends. Uh, thank you. This has been awesome. Thank you. Yeah, this was amazing. <laughs> I, I really enjoyed it, yeah, and I, I hope people who listen enjoyed it. And did we cover all the questions? I think we covered pretty much cool. everything. We. Nice. Uh, it's good to get a little insight on what what you've gone through, and I think yeah. the biggest thing is letting people know that if you want something, you have to have the courage to pursue it. Yeah, and to not be scared of investing. And in the words of uh, Nassim Taleb, Logan Gelbrick's favorite yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> author, uh, you need skin in the game, yeah. and you have proven to have skin in the game, and now you're coming out on the other end. Uh, victorious and I can't wait to see what's next for you dude (laughs) me neither (laughs) it's been a pleasure well this this is it thanks for watching uh, live guys you guys are awesome Uh, and yeah we'll we'll see you on the next one whatever that means yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right over now that's it my friends that's episode one of season two of the freestyle way I can't wait to be back I hope this episode was insightful I hope Daniel Uh, had something that uh, resonated with you and that hopefully inspired you and gave you insight on how you could potentially move closer to the thing that you want to achieve just like Daniel wanted to become a professional coach you can now do the same for yourself in whatever field or realm of your life and if you enjoyed the show uh, the best way to uh, make this Uh, special for everyone is to share it and you can share it by uh, doing a little screenshot and posting it on your stories and tagging the freestyle way and at carl powley and uh, also make sure to hit up daniel you can follow him on instagram at daniel severin peterson where uh, i'm sure he will be psyched to hear from you so if you decide to dm him ask him some questions he would love that And uh, that's the way that we will keep this alive. This is not a one-way street. This is a two-way street. I want to get to know you guys, and I want to make sure that you guys get the best out of anyone that I get the chance to speak to. So hit me up. Hit me up on uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. DM me. Let me know what you're thinking asking me questions i would love to connect with you and i would love to use your insight your questions to address any future guests so make sure you connect thanks for listening i'm excited for this i think this is going to be special and i can't wait to uh, release episode two stay tuned